Hey, everybody, and welcome to My EdTech Life. This is episode two, and today we are talking about Teacher PD and how to train your teachers during social distancing. And today we've got two special guests here, some of my dearest friends in the EdTech world. These guys are amazing. They're a power couple. They're a tag team. They're, uh, you know, like they always say, uh, what's the word? Co-pilots for life. That's what they do. They are amazing. They are Omar and Feli Lopez. All right. So welcome to the show, Omar and Feli. And uh, before we go, go ahead and get started with our topics, go ahead and introduce yourselves to everybody. My name is Omar Lopez. I teach uh, six through eight technology applications at Garcia Middle School in La Jolla. We've been there about since 2004 teaching. Uh, so it's been great. And my name is Feli Garcia Lopez and I'm a Title III teacher facilitator at La Jolla INC. And uh, I'm in two campuses, Garcia Middle School and the Savala Middle School. Super happy to be here. Awesome. Well, it's a pleasure to have you guys here. I know that we continually see each other at tech conferences and, uh, you know, when you guys are presenting, I'm there. When I'm presenting, uh, you're there and we just share that just love and passion for ed tech. But most importantly, I know the love and passion for training our teachers, but to also be uh, help out our kids. So, Again, it's always a pleasure for you guys to be here. And today, guys, we are live on Facebook. We are live on YouTube. So if you're checking us out, go ahead and type your comments in, guys. If you have any questions about our topic that we're covering, feel free to ask away and we can bring those questions in. But again, like I said, today we are talking about teacher PD and how to train our teachers during social distancing. And so we're going to break this down into about three topics here. And let's go ahead and get right into the meat of things here, guys. So we've got topic one here, teacher transition to remote learning. So what are some of the things that you have seen or that you think, how did teachers prepare for this? Omar and Feli, what, are, what has been your experience uh, at your campuses where you work at? For us, I think we were not necessarily preparing for the remote learning or teaching from home, but we knew that things have been changing drastically as far as our delivery, our tech integration in the, cl in the classroom. So it's it's been about slowly taking steps of, okay, so how can I up my game as a teacher to include all these trendy tools or hot apps or whatever the kids are using um, so I think that's where we've been like slowly moving in that direction. Um, and I think that's some of the preparation that, that the teachers have had for remote learning in particular. I don't think it's been specific, but just in education in general, uh, when we talk about ed tech. In, in, in one. And we've been, we've been uh, training our teachers for a while. It's been our fifth year, right? A little over five. A little yeah. over five years. We're training our teachers with uh, a, a lot of technology tools, right? Not an, an emphasis on on what is it you need to know your students. These are the tools that we have available for you. So, what is it that you like, or what is it that it's the best tool for your kids, right? Because the first thing is knowing your population, and then you come from there at finding the tools that you're gonna need for your kids. So, our our teachers are pretty familiar with technology. Uh, there's always room for improvement, of course, 
But uh, like like Omar said, for remote teaching, it's a total different approach because when you're in the classroom, you have your kiddos there, you have your babies there right there in front of you. Remote teaching, it's a total different story. But we're very proud of our teachers. They've been doing they've been doing great, and and we've seen a lot of collaboration, a lot, a lot of collaboration, a lot of okay, I know these, let me help you. You okay? I get the answer for you. Let's work together. That's that's been a blessing. A blessing for us the collaboration that we've seen it's always been there but uh lately it's been it's not more so yeah <laughs> that's awesome and yeah exactly that's exactly what i'm seeing too at you know where i work it's just everything has been a collaboration and you know in fact it, it was more teachers couldn't really prepare for this it was kind of like we're we're being more reactive um you know to at some point because it just came on us quick but again, I'm so glad to hear, you know, the stories that are happening out there, what we're seeing from our teachers, you know, transitioning from something that's completely different from their comfort zone, per se, within the classroom to now, you know, teaching remotely and trying to implement the same pedagogy from classroom to online learning. And they, it's been something bumpy, but, you know, again, with proper training and the teachers just having an awesome attitude and embracing the tech, I think uh, a lot of teachers uh, have really risen to the occasion and I thank all the administrators and all of the people that are in charge of tech and, and the superintendents who have been doing a phenomenal job too as well. And I guess maybe a little segue here, we'll kind of take our, our first question here. And we've got a question here from uh, Rene Corbet or Dr. <laughs> Rene Corbet. His question is, what are the biggest professional development needs teachers have right now? Is there anything that you've noticed or seen specifically either through your experience uh, personally or that you've heard from other districts at all, guys? What we've seen a lot and, and it's expected is one, how to connect and send videos to the children. So how to create uh, instructional videos. Uh, a lot of it's also been uh, through Google Classroom that they've been asking about Google Classroom, Google Meet. But I think the, the, main, the main thing is, okay, I still want to create content for my students. I want it to be very intentional and where they're still able to make a connection. So the, the tools that they're looking for is something that's authentic. And we've seen that quite quite a bit. Uh, I don't know if you have yeah, something different. Definitely the way, like how do how can I record the screen of my device? Like because I want to be, I want to teachers want to be there for their kids. So they're looking for ways of okay, Feli, uh, what can I do? I'm I'm trying to teach this to specific group of kids, of so to all of my my kids in Google, in Google Classroom. But teachers are still trying to differentiate, right? The way we do it in the classroom. So they're looking for tools of how to create certain tutorial videos for a certain uh, population of kids, but at the same time taking uh, taking care of of all of the kids that we're teaching. So it's mainly mainly that like. Uh, ways to to create interactive lessons yeah. and, and and go ahead yes yeah connections so they still want to connect like Felix said the interactive lessons and and i think the most popular ones well google classroom's been a good one seesaw it's been like the hottest item it's like a new pair of jordans i guess you want to say that seesaw <laughs> and of course flipgrid uh we've created grids uh, tutorials we've had like 
several videos that we put out already part of you know what we're doing with our district on just like what's the best way that we can use all these features in flipgrid for instance it's not just the uh, let's record a video talk back and forth but you got the discovery library and a bunch of other features uh that we could go into hours just talking about that um but that's that's a lot of it just content creation and like feli said interactivity just yeah. still having that connection with the kiddos yeah. and google me today i'm sorry uh today today was uh we had uh two meetings with one well with my two campuses right and, and it was mainly we want to meet with the kids what's the safest tool we can use or how can we change the background when we're having like they want to meet with the kids but at the same time i love the fact that they want to be creative about it like they yeah. a lot of innovation a lot of creativity and they want to bring up a, a smile to the students faces which is i mean the human and the relationships are are, are there even though we're not in the classroom with our kids like we have our kids in front of us we we need like teachers want to continue sheltering those yes. uh relationships so it's yeah. It's super cute. The, yeah, they, they want their heart to come out. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, to me, it, to me during this time, it's Maslow's first before Bloom's. I mean, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I mean, right now these kids are isolated. They miss your smile. They miss that interaction. And I know teachers do as well. And I think you hit the nail on the head there that a lot of teachers still want that interaction. And I'm thankful that at least in some way, shape, or form through the use of the ed tech that we have now, teachers can still make those connections, even though they be, may be miles apart from their kids or even blocks apart because they may live in the same neighborhood. <laughs> but you're still able to meet via Google Classroom, Google Meet, actually, and still bring out, you know, using like Jamboard and everybody's on one Jamboard together. They're still interacting. You're able to see some of their faces. Yeah. And I think that that really goes a long way. And especially during this time and you know, I've always said that, like at the beginning, Maslow's before Bloom's, and yeah. uh, but we'll see where that goes. So <laughs> let's go ahead and continue on here to the next question. So with the same topic, what, what have been some of the modifications, at least to, let's say, the year-long curriculum that you've seen that normally takes place for you guys in the classroom or outside the classroom? What have been some of the modifications that you've seen been made either by your school or the district as a whole? What, can you uh, share a little bit about that? What we've seen is we have to slow it down. Teachers, they understand the curriculum well. They understand the scope and sequence. And we know that we don't have the instructional hours anymore, the instructional minutes. So we're going to have to slow it down and really make the best of it. Uh, what we've seen in the assignments is a lot of spiraling in previous concepts, uh, previous teaks per se. Uh, into the lessons, into the activities that we're trying to to get to the students so that they can come back to us with that. Do you have anything on that? And uh, well, basically, what I've seen with uh, with teachers, it's to me because um, I teach teachers, <laughs> I teach students, but I teach teachers as well, and it's it's being more on. Uh, you got this. It's it. I've been more coaching, like 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 a football coach, like, yes, we got this. I'm here with you. It's okay. Everything is going to be okay. We, we miss our kids, but we got this. We're together in this and we're going to work together as a team. 
So I've noticed like even from, from my perspective, when we have a lot of um, long agendas or in our meetings and it, it, everything has, everything has been like more uh, summarized, right? Okay. Yeah. This week we are going to approach this together and we are going to work on this together. And it's, it's, it's great. It's been more uh, united. Yeah. More united. And, and yeah. And I think <laughs> now we're like teachers are like, Okay, this is really essential, and I get—I don't want to use that word because some, somehow the essentialness, or the—but it's the essence. We're taking the essence of the student expectation. Okay, they really, really have to know this, or these are really important. Uh, and we see teachers thinking, how can I make sure that the students don't regress and they're still getting ready for next year? So we've seen where they're taking like the really, really important aspect of. Uh, of that teak and, and pushing it out and maintaining it yeah right yeah. maintaining it and, and and working on it and add it like i always tell my my teachers and i used to tell my baby my students poco a poquito poco a poquito it's okay poco a poquito and then we'll get there we'll get there awesome well that's good now let's talk a little bit about some of the barriers that maybe a lot of school districts have seen and at least from a lot of the groups that i'm part of and the conversations that are had is how have teachers or school districts, uh, you know, or particularly in your school district, how have you addressed the issue of the digital divide? You know, knowing that we live in this area, this demographic area with different levels of socioeconomic, uh, you know, uh, demographics yeah. everywhere, you know, but not everybody may have internet. And um, just a little, you know, addition to that story, I was talking to a group that I meet with on Tuesdays and Sundays and, you know, they're from the UK and they were just in shock when I told them that not everybody has internet in the US. They were in shock because they thought that the US is set, they have it made, you know, they, they're good to go. And I was like, no, that's not the reality that we see. So we've had to be very creative with what we do. And because we want to reach out to all our students, because we know that not everybody may have that advantage. What are some of the things, you know, through your experience, what your teachers have done, what district, what your district has done, or maybe other districts nearby have done that you've seen? <laughs> well, we're very, very blessed that our our uh, tech director, Ms. Glenn Garza, she's an amazing lady and she's all for the kids. So she worked her magic. <laughs> the way she always does things. <laughs> and, uh, and she equipped... Uh, right know, now, right, 20 right, buses. 20, right. 20 buses with Wi-Fi. So we have these buses going to specific areas of of, um, of our colonias, and uh, and we have these um, buses with internet access, like an access point for our kids to uh, to access the net. So, the, you want to talk about the high schools? What the high schools are the, doing? The high schools and... did distribute uh, tablets and laptops because there were some programs that they needed actual laptops instead of uh, just tablets. Um, so they, they were devices, they had certain days where students went to pick up devices. Um, I know our, our campus, some teachers called us and then we said, oh, well, there's Chromebooks in the library. Our principal just went out and started, you know, checking out to certain students that needed, really needed. Uh, we've had some where the parent only has one phone 
and they have three or four children and they have that one phone where everybody needs to use it as a hotspot so they can connect. So I know our principal did did go and, and kind of checked out laptops or Chromebooks to students that, that really needed it. Uh, coming back to the buses, Ms. Garza put, you know, those buses out there and then they would go and take different different spots in the neighborhoods. Uh, and I know they're getting quite a few more to send them out there. And it's it's about, like you mentioned, closing that divide because not all of our kids have them. And sometimes, you know, they, they really want to, but they don't have the means. So it's been a collaborative effort, I guess, also from teachers understanding the situation at home through communication uh, and just kind of work whatever's best for the child at this point. And we're not a one-to-one -one district, but we made sure, and, and, and I'm very, uh, I guess I'm super happy to say that, but I, we witnessed that every device that was in campus in, or in, in our campuses was uh, put to use. Like if, if kids needed, I mean, our principals, like, like Omar said, hey, we had a principal that I was actually uh, taking the devices to their kids, mm -hmm. home, personally to their kids. To home. the homes, yes. Mm -hmm. So we've had that. And I think, you know, it speaks very highly of, of the leaders that we have. Excellent. Well, that's great. I mean, a lot of, uh, I know some of the districts that I've talked to up north too, I mean, they're getting those hotspots. They're just finding creative ways to be able to give students access. I know at some schools, they'll have access points where the parents can kind of drive up and then the students can download what they need to download to work offline and things of that sort. So this has been, I think, one of the things that, that we talked about probably a week before that because of the necessity and sometimes we don't have things, we get very creative with mm -hmm. the little that we have and we can really make a difference and just really, you know, be able to offer the help to our students that they need, as opposed to maybe other districts that can be one-to-one -one and can have all internet access. But I think it's just the, the coming together the ideas, the being creative, like you mentioned, and just having that heart to reach out to the students because we all want what's best for our kids. And I think it just really shows with districts across the, the nation and even across the world from the stories that I've heard from them. It, it hasn't been easy, but they adapt and overcome and they make sure that they do right by their kids. So that's really awesome there. So guys, if you're just joining us right now, you're joining us here on My EdTech Life. And today we're talking teacher PD and how to train teachers through social distancing. And if you're just joining us, I want to introduce you to this great couple here. We've got Omar and Feli Lopez, uh, co-pilots for life, EdTech <laughs> leaders, EdTech gurus. And they're just here just sharing their story what they see. And again, it's a story about what we see here in our demographic area of South Texas. And we just want to share this with the world during this time, as far as what we're doing. So let's move on to the next topic. And our next topic is going to actually be on professional development. So I know we kind of got into this a little bit, but what are some of the types of development or PD offerings that you guys have had? I know you mentioned Seesaw, Google Classroom. Are there any others that you have felt that have been really good to reach out to the kids, get some of that feedback, still be able to get those learning artifacts and evidence of learning from them? Um, just give us a, an overview of what you guys have been up to. 
Uh, class Dojo has been another another uh, the, another one of the trainings that we offered, and that one is very popular with the with the little ones. It uh, because of the it, it it works with everybody. I've used it from pre K all the way to high school. Yeah. I love Class Dojo, but um, but that's that's one that's another another tool that has been very successful with our district. Uh, Screencastify, that's another one that our, our teachers had, were asked for. Uh, and it was be, mainly, again, because of, of I want to record the screen of, of my computer so I can show the kids what to do, right? That 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 feeling of I want to be there for them. Um, what else? Uh, Flipper, definitely. Google Classroom, oh my god. CISA. Uh, um, we're... I guess a lot, a lot of it's been, like we mentioned earlier, creation. So teachers want to create something and uh, authentic work, and they want to see that creativity side within the lesson. I, it's not like, you know, we couldn't do it before, but I think now it lends itself more to, okay, you're at home, you have this, take pictures, use Picolage, create something, use, you know, Google Slides and have a story of what's going on, animation. So that's been a lot of the creativity, right? Creativity is what we want to push for creativity and, and still making those connections through, through those tools. I think you hit a, a great word there. And as a teacher, I've always been a big proponent or a big fan. When I was in the classroom, I want my students to be creators, not just consumers. So I would do a lot of project-based learning. I would just kind of give them a brief on what the lesson was. And then just say, okay, you've got this option. You can either create a slide and present it, or you can go ahead and, you know, do a, a podcast or a recording of it. And, and just giving them that choice, because I think now we have to get creative as teachers. Like, how am I going to collect this learning artifact? And how can I engage my students at home as well? Because I know it's very difficult when you've got, you know, depending on, on your household, You've got multiple users, one device. Maybe you can't meet all at the same time. You have odd hours. The parents need the device too as well, brother and sister and so on and so forth. So I think that what you're saying, making that connection, giving those assignments, but giving them a voice and choice as far as what, how they're going to prove or give evidence of learning. I think it's something great that is going to help the students out a lot more. Just really think outside the box and say, hey, like, I'm taking some ownership in my learning because even though the teacher gives me like a certain rubric or something I need to follow, I still get to choose whether I want to use pick collage or if I want to go ahead and use Flipgrid or if I want to create a hyperdoc or a screencastify a presentation and things of that sort. So I think that that's great. And so that kind of brings me to this next question that I'm going to take from the audience, guys, if you don't mind, because I love audience Not participation. <laughs> but we've got Margaret here who's got a great question. Margaret, thank you for your question. So this is her question here, guys. It says, how do you think teachers will incorporate technology in their classrooms once they actually physically come back into the classroom? That is such a great question there. Guys, any anything that you'd like to add to that? I, I think creativity is gonna come back to that. And, and you mentioned choice and voice, and I think teachers hit the ground running is that one of the phrases we heard today that you know they were told you need to do this and they hit the ground running and learn along the way with bumps and bruises, but now it's, 
everything's coming together. So now when teachers actually get back, they're gonna be like, oh, I did this, now let's move on to, and we have mentioned this, the flexible blended learning. Now we can continue remote learning per se uh, when we're home and then come back to school in the classroom and do all these amazing things because now teachers are starting to see that uh, they're resourceful and now I can use this app, you can use this app, I can use this tool. And I think that's what's gonna lead to like an authentic creativity, uh, showing, showing all of that, so. I like yeah. that. Authentic. Authentic. That is something that's going to be awesome. I agree with you 100%. I, 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 mean, I didn't mean to interject there, but <laughs> that word just really caught my eye. And, and as you can tell, guys, us three, like in a room, we can talk about this forever because this is what we love. But I, I couldn't agree with you more, Omar and Feli, with your answers. Just uh, like Dr. Corbet mentioned here also, the create, communicate, and collaborate, you know, mm -hmm. get that authentic learning and I know even for ourselves, if you think about it, being able to bring those skills into an elementary setting, middle school setting or high school setting. Now, Omar, you and I, we, we took courses, we took master's courses together and we had to use the same skills that we're trying to bring into their kids, you know, being creators, collaborating and communicating. And we're doing that at a master's level course. Imagine as teachers, you know, being able to train our teachers, offer those type of trainings where they can bring that into the classroom from elementary all the way to high school, man, those students, once they get into college or university or, you know, a, a community college, wherever it is that they end up, I think just having those, that skill set is going to prepare them for so much. So, and, it, and when you're giving them that opportunity to, to take ownership too, that I think is very important. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of chime in on that, guys. <laughs> and if I may add uh, to this to this question, I think that when we come back, the the sky is gonna be the limit. It's we're gonna teachers have always been superheroes, right? But now they have a, they have acquired a new superpower, which is technology, right? Because of the situation, a lot of uh, teachers have been like. Forced, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but uh, like like the situation that we're living, they've been forced, and and that that has uh, made them realize that it's okay. Don't be afraid of it. Just click on it. Just press the button. No, it's not gonna happen. Control C, and you fix it. <laughs> yes, right. Yes. Control C. Yeah, and you're gonna yeah. fix it. So it's it it's a it's a really uh it's an an unfortunate event, what we're living right now, what's happening, that we cannot be in the classroom with our kids and this this right. situation that we're living. But at the same time, we're gonna come back and we're, like like I said, our teachers are superheroes, but man, they're gonna come out like, like with an extra superpower to the classroom. And it's gonna be, I mean, the sky is gonna be the limit. It's, I know it's gonna be, it is amazing already. And it's gonna be even better. Yeah, yeah and, and I agree with you on that. Like you were saying, I'm sorry, Omar. Uh, I just wanted to agree with Feli because yes, it really excites me because you, you better because 
I know what happens when you don't agree with Belly. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I agree. I was like, oh my goodness, you know, like you said, it, it's just empowering the teachers. And like you said, yes, it's unfortunate, but, you know, I, I can't wait, you know, to see these teachers when we come back to classroom setting. You know, we know that the education landscape is going to change. And we were just talking about this right before even the show started, you know, how maybe because of this, it's going to be something like seasonal. And Omar had mentioned that. And I had mentioned to you that some school districts were even seeing that when students do come back, that it may be just, hey, Tuesdays and Thursdays, like brick and mortar, and then the other three days, you know, remote learning. So I think that with this, that the the knowledge that the teachers have been able to gain and what we've been able to learn ourselves as ed tech professionals and trainers to always be on the lookout for the tools that will help these teachers be able to continue to bring the teaching onto their students and communicate that is something very impressive. And like I said, it's unfortunate that it had to be due to this, but you know, I think that I always look for opportunities during difficult times. And I think our teachers, oh, yeah. uh, once we overcome this, uh, our teachers, like you said, are just going to have that superpower, you know, exponential superpower. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. And, and it's going to be like, it's just that confidence and wanting to do more and understanding that, oh, I can do this. Now I can do that. But now I can have my students work on this. And, you know, going back to Choice and Voices now knowing I can use an Apple device, I can use a Kindle, I can use Chrome, I can use a Google tool. So now they know all of these apps that, because we have to be resourceful right now. So now when we go back to the classroom, teachers are going to be like blown away and everybody's going to be awesome with, with what they're doing. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. <laughs> Unstoppable. You're all, you're right. I completely agree with that. I, I see this as something that is amazing. So yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and continue here. I don't see too many questions from the audience, but I do have a lot of great comments and everybody's just commenting and they're just really excited about what, um, you know, what we're talking about and they themselves are excited and practicing and using some of the apps that we've mentioned here. So it's just something amazing that we're seeing our, our educators just really going above and beyond. And uh, one thing, like I said, that I liked what that meant that Philly mentioned too, is like there really isn't anything that you can break at this point. I mean, if you make a mistake, you're going to learn from that mistake. Yeah. You know, maybe you posted an assignment incorrectly, just deleted and reposted and so on. And we're going to learn from that. And just as much as students are learning from from you teachers, teachers are also going to be learning from the students as well. And, you know, it, that's just amazing too, when you're able to actually be in that type of learning uh, environment where both of you are kind of thrown in this into this situation, but you're learning from one another. It only makes that bond a lot stronger, but again, you're learning those skills as well. So that's something that's awesome that I really enjoy. So let's go on to another question here as far as um, our show. And again, if you're just joining us here today, guys, this is my EdTech Life. I am your host, Alfonso Mendoza. And today we've got our two special guests, Omar and Feli Lopez, who are co-pilots for life. They are EdTech gurus and a power couple, and they're here sharing their experiences, what they see, and what they've been able to do for their campuses as far as how to provide teacher PD during this time of social distancing. So 
uh, we're going to shift the focus now from, you know, the teacher, uh, the teacher PD, but now we're going to go ahead and talk about our learning focus here and talking about students. So how do you perceive right now that, that our student students are doing? Maybe not necessarily, well, maybe we'll, we'll go it this way, at least from your district standpoint and maybe what you may see nationally or maybe what you've read, what, do you, what are your perceptions right now, guys, during this time? It, I think children, students, they want to continue. They're, they're, they're not happy of what's going on, but we do see a lot of effort uh, on their part on, on what we're doing. Now, we do have both extremes, right? We have some that are shining and doing really, really well. But also, I think it's just like in the classroom, uh, there's that other small percentage of students that are struggling. Uh, when we make contact with parents, you know, it's that conversations that we have that the students are really struggling to, to get it done. Um, some just don't have the means. They want to, but they don't have the means. So, so they've also been resourceful. Um, I, I guess I wish it were 100%. Uh, but, you know, sometimes in the classroom, we also wish it were 100% complete awesomeness, but that's just not reality. And I think students are adjusting uh, to this situation just as, as much as teachers are. Um, I, we've heard great stories, wonderful stories. We see pictures on social media, and then we get a text message of a product that was sent by a teacher where the student turned in something amazing and they shared it with us. And then I've shared some of like some of the videos that my students have created. Uh, I've shared them, you know, on our school webpage because it's work that is just amazing. Like we will showcase it in the hallway, so we're doing it now. But uh, we see a lot of good things, but obviously there's also room for improvement. And we've also experienced like we've seen frustration levels as well from our kids because kids are social. So they want to be in the classroom. They want to be with their friends. They want, they want their routine. Kids, kids are about routines, yeah. and and they want that back. And and our chiquitos, our little ones, well, they didn't understand um, to yeah. right uh, to an extent what was going on. Or like school got canceled. What what happened after spring break, Miss Feli? How come we're not gonna come back to the classroom? Or what's going on? So uh, frustration levels from the kids. It's um, and we've been telling our teachers, yes, we, we we teach what we need to teach, right, our teachers, but we also need to talk about our kids of, of the mindset and, and, and explain the situation social because emotional. social, emotional, exactly, because we also need to take care of that. It is very, very important to take care of that or like the way they feel is uh, it, 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 that's our main priority. And, and that one goes to like, I have a flipgrid just for check-ins. So, you know, we just go in there and like, we were mowing the lawn and, hey guys, this is what I was doing on Sunday. We were mowing the lawn and just send them a little, you know, a 30 second clip of us, yes, <laughs> mowing the lawn, but, you know, just so that they can see that, okay, life, you know, this continue and, and it's just to check in and just so that, you know, they have questions that we can relay the question or we can help them answer. And, and it's still being about that still keeping that connection but omar so you don't send them uh pictures of your uh baby back ribs that you cook 
Oh no, those are those are just for those, nah, those, those are just yeah, those, that, that video right there. Okay, so I kind of I guess piggybacking off of this because I saw a comment here from Ari Howard. Ari, thank you for joining us here on the show. Um, it's true what she said that even during this time, our parents are learning also. So in a way, you know, some of us that want to reach out to our parents and or have tried to reach out to them to show them like digital literacy and things of that sort. Well, I think a lot of parents are learning how to navigate and using, you know, the Google tools, Google Docs, Google Slides and things of that sort. So parents are learning as well. So I kind of want to switch that or, or, or kind of get into that question. What is your perception right now as far as how parents may be doing also during this time? We've seen uh, a lot of positives. We've seen also a lot of where, like, that frustration where they're struggling uh, because they might have two or three children that are school age, and then you have, you know, the little ones, and then you have maybe somebody in high school who's got constant meetings. I know our boys have meetings every day, sometimes twice a day. You know, once in high school, once in eighth grade, and they're constantly meeting. Luckily, we're fortunate to have devices that they can use, but, you know, at a household where there is that one device and it serves as a hotspot, and I spoke to one of the a parent, and she's like, it's because I'm working on my, she's going to school as well, so she needs the data for her work or her classes, and then she's got the little ones that also need it. So parents are, are uh, you know, they've reached a frustration level, which is, understandable but also they like you said they've understood you know what they need to do to help out okay. and we've also created materials for, oh, for yeah. our parents because uh, one of the the, the the two guides that we created was uh, Flipgrid for para padres de familia y también uh, como utilizar el uh, google classroom and el salon de clases para los padres de familia so uh, because we also saw this from a perspective, right? It's not that parents don't want help. It's just that they don't know how to help. It's a totally different scenario. So, uh, and a lot of a lot of our, our parents are uh, Spanish speakers, right? Yes. So we, we said, okay, how can we help? Let's translate everything for our parents. So we created right away, we created two, two guides for our parents and, and, uh, and uploaded them to our, I mean, social media has been Best, yes. the best thing ever. <laughs> yes, any social media, I mean, any social media <laughs> you have, we have available. Orale, <laughs> so because mm -hmm. it's it's been it's been great, and uh, and from a parent perspective, but we 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 have lifted here with our boys. Um, our oldest one is a senior, so he's devastated because of everything that entitles being a senior, right? That got cancel and then uh so he has a different perspective of of, of things of what's happening in school and we have our, our baby who's an eighth grader and he's he's like well i think i think school should be like this i think we should we, we should go to school three days and then and stay two days out of a week and we can do this teachers got it teachers are teachers got this <laughs> so uh from a parent perspective again it's yeah. It's, it, it has to do a lot of with, uh, with the student or with the kid's uh, personality. But yes, definitely parents want to help. It's, it, I guess us as, as uh, districts, we need to provide the tools for the parents to, 
uh, to help us. And if they need it in English, Spanish, or any, because mainly here for us, it's Spanish, right? But other areas in any language that, that, that they need needs to be provided for them because the resources need to be available. It's a team effort. It's, uh, we're the best team. It, the parent, the teacher, and the student. And that's gonna be like like the key, working hand, like, because for, for, for the parent and for the teacher, the main, uh, the, the main purpose is the student's success. So we have the kid, both of us have the kid in mind, right? We're working towards the same goal, which is <laughs> the student being successful. So the best thing to do here is to, to be best friends and to, uh, to be an, a, a very strong team. And, and providing that support, I think if parents feel and, and they understand that, you know, they have all the support from teachers, administrators, the school district, you know, the whole community, and, and it takes a village, right, to raise a child. So if they know that we can support them, you know, we share our phone number with them, we say call, text, or whatever we can do to answer questions. I know we've made it a point to say, even if it's not about my class, if you have a question about math, reading, then I can help or we can get the teacher to call you back. And, and that's worked for us. They, as long as we provide that support, I think it's, it's gotten a little better. Uh, it's been a whole learning experience, growing pains, right? We, we're understanding something totally new, but I think that's where we're at right now. Yeah. And I think, like you said, it's new to everybody. It's a lot of firsts. For yes. everybody being, I mean, everybody from the top down, from state officials to teachers to parents, everybody straight across. It's been a lot of firsts. And here, you know, obviously, since we're in education, we really, you know, are trying to do our best to leverage what we have to, again, like you said, be able to provide for our students and meet the needs of our parents, too, as well and in everything. And I just really love that passion that you guys share because it's 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 similar to myself. Just I'm, I'm real passionate about what I do and being very intentional and helping our parents and, and being that servant leader. And I think that uh, a good example of that is just you guys right now too, the way that you're speaking is just a great example of a servant leader. And uh, just to kind of segue a little bit uh, before we start closing up the, the show, I think uh, at least for us here in the, in the ed tech field and being the trainers and instructional technologists and things of that sort, I think one important component that we need to always keep in mind for our teachers and parents is customer service. Customer yeah. service goes a long way because, I mean, we've got teachers from all different levels of technology knowledge. I mean, you've got novice teachers to expert teachers and so on, and not everybody is on the same uh, level. But the fact of the matter is, is that we as leaders need to just understand that and always be helpful, you know, because we really want our students to succeed. And in order for them to succeed, we got to help our teachers who may be struggling and encourage them, give them that little personal touch, give them um, just, uh, you know, like, hey, you've got this, just like Feli was talking about, like, hey, you got this, you, you can do this, no worries, and encouraging because um, they really do, they really do have it, but sometimes they just may feel a little reluctant, they don't want to make mm -hmm. mistakes, but, you know, I'm one of those that I, I may see the same question being asked 20 times and I can answer it uh, 20 times over, but I always have a, a nice response. I always try my best to just make those teachers just feel special because they really are. I mean, I, I think we can say that we work for some of the best 
districts and we work with some of the best teachers that we have. But if I can share one piece of advice with all the ed tech leaders is customer service. You, your teachers are your assets. They're your biggest assets. And you really want to take care of them. You want to encourage them. You want to check in on them, see how they're doing, shoot them an email, follow up with them because they need that encouragement too, because they're in there in the trenches. They're, they're in the front lines, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so it's something that's very important there. Uh, how about you guys? Any, any advice that you would give, you know, uh, other tech leaders in other districts here locally, nationally, globally, what has worked for you? What are some of the things that, that you do to just really, you know, make that impact on a teacher? What do you think? Uh, I think we're very, um, we're in the, we're in the classroom. So when we speak, we speak from experience, right? This is, this is what's worked for me. I'm not basing this training because I saw a webinar or I read about it. It's more of like, hey, this is the way I've done it with my kiddos. I'm from La Jolla. I grew up a mile from where I teach. I know these kids, or initially I came from Mexico too, right? So having that background and having that same understanding of how our children work and how they think sometimes and so when we deliver that training, that skill, that uh, activity, it's because it's worked for me. So, and we always make it very clear. It's not, you know, it might say hypothetically, some situations are awesome, but reality, this is this, the students that we have, and this is what's worked. This is the way I did it. And, you know, and sharing that and knowing that, you know, that we are real more than anything, right? So, mm -hmm. I think it's that going back to being authentic and not showing something just to show it. It's more of like, how can I help you? It's work for me. If you have any questions, give us a call. And, and uh, making teachers feel that we're here to, we're providing a service. So, and we're providing this service with love and passion. And, and yes. right. <laughs> and, uh, and I get too excited about it. And that excitement is contagious. Like you see, it's we're, we're, we always, we always tell our teachers, we're together in this. We got this, we got this, we got this, we're together in this. So um, being able to be, uh, to make the, there's for, for not only for students, but I've seen it also now, this is my first, uh, my first year teaching teachers. Um, but I've seen it also. I've, I always, I always experience it with the kids. There's a filter, right? Kids come to your classroom with a filter, and I've experienced. And I was like, I was an expert on getting rid of that filter with my kids, poco poquito, right? And with passion, with love, and 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 everything that makes you right. Love teaching. So I was able to get rid of that filter with my kids. Well, this year I experienced the same filter but from teachers, right? And it's a that filter, it's thicker with teachers. <laughs> it's a little bit more complicated to get rid of it, but yeah. <laughs> but this, it's the same, it's the same approach. It's, we are together in this, we got this, I'm here to help you. And, and what you mentioned that, that um, providing a customer service to our teachers and, and because it, they're the, 
they're there. It's it's a lot for teachers. It's it's a lot. It's just like wow. It's just a lot of responsibilities for for teachers. They're they're superheroes. That's that's the best way to uh, to portray them, right? Yeah. To to describe them. It's they're superheroes because they're they love these kids. They teach these kids. They're moms. Their dads, their nurses—they—they they have so many titles. Oh my God, it's—it's it's beautiful. But it all comes from the love of teaching, the love of this, and uh, and and it's it's the same thing I see now. And sometimes I tell my teachers, "Okay, boys and girls," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm not teaching boys and girls, but you're my babies." I tell my teachers, "You're still my babies." So, uh, and that. I was able to like the filter disappeared. Yoo-hoo! So, but it's it's again it's that that um, customer service that that uh, uh, speaking from the heart. Speaking from the heart. Yes, that mm. that it's gonna that's it's gonna open doors everywhere you go. It's it's just it it's love. It's just awesome. it's the key to everything. And the same thing yeah. with parents. Customer service with parents. It works the same because. At, at the end of the day, we're all humans, and it's the key for for life is just love. Yep, yep, I agree <laughs> with you. I agree with you one hundred percent. So, any, we're gonna go ahead and go into final comments. And again, if you're just joining us a, a little bit late, it's okay. Don't worry. This video will be there on my YouTube channel, and you can go ahead and do a replay. And the podcast will be up right after the channel as well, after we're done with this chat. But again, today we're talking teacher PD and how to train your teachers with social dis- or through this time of social distancing. And we had our amazing guests here, Omar and Feli Lopez, who are just amazing and just passion that they bring to the classroom, but the passion that they bring also to the ed tech community and just wanting to share so many resources. And so I'm so thankful that you guys uh, agreed to be here on the show. It really uh, just makes me really happy. Uh, I couldn't have think of, I couldn't think of, uh, you know, some uh, better, awesome or awesome guests to have, you Thank know, you. for a second show and, you know, just really showcasing the talent that the Valley has and what you guys are doing. And so what I want to do is I want to just give you a little bit of time, maybe some final comments or some words of advice or just words of encouragement, anything that you like to share with uh, your teachers, your audience, or anybody that may be watching this uh, live stream or hearing the podcast. You want to go first or do you? Okay. Uh, Going back to authenticity, uh, keep it real for our students, you know, uh, make those connections to real life, whatever they find relevant. That's where their passion, that's where their real interest is going to go into. Uh, Now we've learned a lot of about choice and we've talked about choice and voice. We cannot be in, you know, strictly on one device but give them that option to use a different device, a different app to come to the same conclusion. Again, it's their product. I think if we give them that option and that uh, that liberty to create and express their learning in their own way, you know, of course, within parameters, you'll get a lot more better products, uh, you know, from, from your students. So, you know, look into what kind of training professional development you can get we can do we can provide so that we can allow our students to be authentic creators definitely and everything that he said all of that we're gonna season it huh 
with love, passion, and stay humble. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. It's been amazing. And I know that we can go chatting on for hours oh, yeah. and hours and hours, and maybe we'll do a, you know, a coffee EDU virtual chat and we can get the rest of the group in here and the gang and that'll be great. So we can go ahead and chat. And uh, so guys, also, I just wanted to let you know that next week on Thursday, uh, they will be uh, sharing this show with Mr. Rick Diaz on a segment called Con Mi Gente. So we will be showing up on channel five on that segment and I'll go ahead and post, you know, times uh, for that. And that'll be a Thursday Con Mi Gente segment on Maya Tech Life. I was like, I still can't believe it. I'm blown away. It's only my, I, this is barely the second episode. And now we're going to come out on channel five. So thank you guys. I really appreciate all the support from all our viewers. You guys are amazing. Check out the podcast once it comes up. The live stream will be there on YouTube. And I'll be sharing a wakelet with everybody. So you can go straight to the episode so you can watch here and share them with everybody. So again, my name is Alfonso Mendoza. This has been Omar and Feli Lopez. And let me go ahead and just show you here. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at techteacher1381. Uh, you can follow Omar and Feli, and I'll let you give your handles. Go ahead. Uh, you can follow me at Feli Technology. And Omar at Omar Lopez 0207. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. And thank you for just being so full of energy and just sharing that love and that passion because I definitely feed off of it. And it's just, you just really filled my heart that I, I mean, I just feel like I can take on the world right now. And I just want to make a bunch of videos for my teachers and just continue to move forward and helping them out as best as I can. So thank you guys. Continue what you guys are doing. And for all of you guys listening, stay techie, my friends. Till next time, we will see you on My EdTech Live. We've got a great list of shows coming up. We've got people from the UK that'll be coming up. And we've got a special treat for our AR, VR, and EDU lovers. So make sure you tune in for, those, for that show as well. And again, thank you very much. And we're signing off. <laughs>